This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Isn't it, I don't know, is the word interesting or strange or maybe the better word is sad, that one moment can define us forever, that one mistake can follow us a lifetime and beyond, one phrase or, or something that we say can set the perception of our character in stone defined by that one moment. That's what happened to a, a good-hearted apostle. It happened when he gathered with the other apostles in the upper room. It happened on the first day of the week, eight days after Jesus rose from the dead. That's when it happened to him. You probably know him as Doubting Thomas. And it's hard to hear his name Thomas and think about that apostle Thomas without adding that title, Doubting, in front, isn't it? Well, this is how it happened. This reading can be found in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 29. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the apostles were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his, in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. And Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And that's how he got his name, or his, his nickname, or title, or whatever you call it, Doubting Thomas. But there's just so much more to him that did not define his life. I mean, do you recall that in John chapter 11, when Jesus decided to go to Judea to raise Lazarus from the dead, the disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you and you're going there again? Verse 8. But it was Thomas who spoke up. It was Thomas who, while the others were afraid, it was Thomas who said to his fellow disciples, Let us go that we may die with him. Verse 16. And it was Jesus who fed Thomas and a few of the other apostles breakfast on the banks after they were fishing. John chapter 21, verses 1 through 2. Simon, Peter, Nathaniel, the son of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were there together with Thomas. And Thomas, doubting Thomas, stood with the rest of the apostles and watched Jesus ascend into heaven. And he was with Jesus when Jesus gave the apostles their last instructions. And Thomas was also told that he would be baptized as well by the Holy Spirit, given the power to heal the sick, to perform miracles, to prove the word. Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 8. And it was Thomas. This doubting Thomas, who was with the other apostles on the day of Pentecost. 
of one mind with them. Verse 12 through 14 of Acts chapter 1. And Thomas received the same great commission as all of the others to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature who believes and is baptized shall be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. Yeah, all of that, all of that was doubting Thomas too. Isn't it interesting that in John chapter 20, verse 25, when Thomas proclaimed his doubt and Jesus offered him proof, Jesus didn't throw him out of the group, dismiss him from being an apostle. No more than when Peter denied Jesus while warming himself by a fire, or when, when John continued to fall asleep in the garden while Jesus prayed. Yeah, Thomas doubted, and for some reason we have defined him by that, or we remember him by that. Even those who don't know the Bible know Thomas as the doubter. They use that phrase, Doubting Thomas. But if you think about it, Thomas just wanted proof, just like the others had been given eight days before. Now, all of the apostles struggled with belief from time to time. I mean, even Jesus even told them that they had little faith, Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. But we don't say, Doubting Peter, that seems odd kind of judgy, doesn't it? I mean, in comparison to his whole life of service to our master? Sure, Thomas doubted, just like the other apostles did, but it didn't seem to be as big of a deal to Jesus as it does to us. I mean, it defined Thomas forever in our eyes, but not Jesus's eyes. But what if we remember Thomas? For the one thing that he did that was different from the other apostles. Something that was actually pretty amazing. See, I already read it. Did you catch it? It was something else that Thomas said in that room after he recognized Jesus. After the doubt. Verse 28 of John chapter 20. Thomas said, My Lord and my God. Did you hear that? Thomas was the first apostle that we have on record of declaring that Jesus was God, Theos, a supreme deity, fully God in the flesh. Now, wouldn't it be great if we remembered that after the doubting? But I think this is a lesson for, there's a lesson in this for us because I see us doing the same thing. Someone says something makes a mistake, nothing that's devious or ill-intentioned, They've been faithful, solid in their faith, always showing themselves to be strong and well-intentioned, kind and good. And they say something. They make a mistake. And that's it. In that moment, time freezes. And that's who they are forever for us. Never forgiven. It defines who they are. Like Doubting Thomas. But isn't it comforting, hopeful, maybe peaceful? To know that Jesus, our Lord, and our God, did not define Thomas that way. And he doesn't define us that way either. And it is for this, our willingness to see the good in others beyond the mistakes of the moment. It is for this 
that I bow my knees today. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.